Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our week nine Sunday recap episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon Hey, Chad. How you doing, brother? Dude, we're a lot better this very second. Uh, we got a lot to discuss because we did not love this week at all. I think the games we chose, both the games that won and the games that lost, and the games we passed on that won and lost, reflect what a difficult, difficult week it really was. Um, we will talk about where we stand on the week. And what we have remaining, uh, we'll also look ahead to some lines for week 10. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible... Super boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. As a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Okay. Uh, let's see. Right now, we had Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Wowzer. We're going to dig deep on that one. We had the Cleveland Browns minus seven and a half. Reminder, we can lock lines on Thursday. We locked Cleveland seven and a half on Thursday. As long as we don't change any picks. Through Sunday, we get to keep those lines. We have Carolina plus two and a half. Lost that. We still have to go. Cincy minus one and a half tonight. New York Jets plus three and a half tomorrow. Games we considered but passed. Chicago eight and a half. Seattle eight and a half. Uh, Seattle plus six and a half. Let's run through our five. Also, I should say the Raiders, which we talked a little bit about, but I want to get into that a little bit more. Let's run through our five, well, our three games quickly, starting with what we got right. Cleveland minus seven and a half. So, like I said, uh, in the contest that we're doing, you can lock lines in at any point during the week. Simon and I usually do it Thursday after the Thursday episode. And then we review and we sort of decide, okay, Sunday, do we like the lines? Are the games that we like? Are we getting good closing line value? The main reason why we didn't change any games today is because we felt like we had a guaranteed with Matt Mitchell's nemesis starting for Arizona, that would be Clayton Toon. So we didn't make a move, basically because we knew this was a guaranteed win, Simon. Yeah, and the only real move to be made was us probably switching out the Jets. Um, that that was probably the only one I, I really was like, well, we probably should switch this one out, but um, this time we, we wanted to take the best number and it, it was it was pointless. They were, they were going to win yeah, that right. game by more than twenty, regardless. Should have just changed it, but um, yeah, the you know 
that that game is just the classic. We thought we were getting a good number. We said that on Tuesday. I mean, bet it all week, bet it Thursday. And I even said if if it's if it's really not Kyler and they're really gonna play this kid in his first start against Cleveland, going to be all over Cleveland at that number. So um gave out the kids prop. I think that on the show we said 165. It, it got bet all the way down to 151 by kickoff. I think he threw for less than 50 yards or less than 60 yards. I think it was 11 of 20. He was 11 of 20, 58 yards, <laughs> yeah. picks, two picks, one fumble lost, a QB rating of 20. And it's not his fault. Like it's just, he's going from Houston to one of the best defenses we've ever seen after they had just had a really bad game. And uh, man, that that those are the best bets. Like even when it was, I think three nothing. I was still in my back of mind. I was like, he's gonna throw a pick. We're gonna keep getting short fields, and he gave he gave us a couple picks. And anytime he was in third and five or third and four, it's like there's there's no chance he's gonna pick this up. So um, yeah, this this week we had a couple of layups and we didn't take all of them, but luckily we did take this one Thursday morning. We were like, we we got to take this number. So uh, n- nice bet to have locked in. Simon, people are loving your new haircut in the chat. Uh, you look very <laughs> handsome, they think. They're calling him Handsome Simon. Um, here's what's interesting about this game. You mentioned, uh, <laughs> you mentioned, you know, at one point it was 3-0. In the first quarter, it was still 0-0. And there wasn't a second at the end of the first quarter. There wasn't a second where I was worried like, oh, shit, we did not make the right play here. Like, I just felt as though the Browns and Kevin Stefanski – had the perfect game plan. Very conservative. Let Clayton Toon make the mistakes. You knew he was going to make the mistakes. Take advantage of the short fields, like you said. Um, it was really a clinic in how to manage playing against a guy that bad. Very early Sunday morning. It's like 7 a.m. And uh, I saw the I saw the line pop to plus 13. And in my head, I was like, well, should I take Arizona at plus 13 and like try to middle this thing? Because I got Cleveland at such a good number. And you were in my head and 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 in my head, you were like, why are you being so fucking greedy? And <laughs> you, I was just like, take the win. Also, unlike, you know, we'll talk about this, the Bengals and the Bills where I do it. I'm trying for a middle. Uh, I just didn't have the faith the Cardinals would be able to score. Um so I honestly would have if, if it was PJ, I would have been like, okay, that's that's way too much line movement for PJ Walker. But with Watson, as bad as he's looked, he's still better than PJ Walker. So um that's just that was a good move not to because that line movement wasn't just because it was sharp money, it was because Watson was declared the starter. Yeah, of course. Of course. I think um, you know, you and said no you said you said that it if we had taken any game out it would have been the Jets. And I'm curious, don't tell me yet, because there's a few games I want to talk. We got a little bit more room to breathe here today because two of our games we can't discuss in Cincinnati and the Jets because they haven't played. So there are a few more games I want to review that we didn't do. And I want to see if uh, one of the games we've talked about would have been the game we put in. And if, if because of that, we'd be three and one right now <laughs> instead, of, instead of two and one. Um, Tampa Bay plus two and a half. This was the game we had the most contention about this week. I would say it was this, 
and it was New England, Washington. These were the two biggest debates we had all week. I was backing you on Tampa Bay the whole time. I didn't have a strong opinion about it, but you didn't like my reasons for challenging you on Tampa Bay this week. Holy crap. I feel like fucking Kaimi Fairbairn. Who knew that the biggest edge we would have would be the kicker going out at mm. halftime? Wow. Dude. It was good and bad, though, because, like, they had a fourth and nine they went for, and they got a freaking touchdown on it. It's just like, oh, my God, this is what this is what we're dealing with here. I mean, um, no, that was pure, pure luck. Like, it, we just play pure the number, but luck. pure luck, because I completely misread that. Thought, you know, CJ, the defenses knew what to do against him. Todd Bowles, another dinosaur, uh, didn't know what to do with the kid. He He set records today. Um, and yeah, if people think I'm like distracted, I look like I'm dying right now. The Eagles are playing against Dallas and Dallas is like, I, they're at the goal line. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. Um, are you kidding me right now? I stopped watching the game because of the podcast. Yeah, the no, I'm line? not kidding you. I'm dying. I'm dying right now. Chad. I can't believe this is happening, but, uh, yeah, the, the bucks is just the classic play the number. Shut up. It, this sucks. Me and Chad didn't have fun. I didn't enjoy it. I, I died 10 times that game. That was a horrible experience. Gave up 10 times. And um, we talk all the time. Two and a half is a key number. So uh, <laughs> who knows how we were going to get there. But as soon as the kicker went out, I said to myself, the two and a half is going to matter. Didn't you feel the same way when yeah, the kicker yeah, went out? Totally. Especially yeah. because Houston had this guy who kicked a field goal, did some kickoffs, but when they ultimately decided we're just not going for extra points. They wouldn't, was, they wouldn't. It was really bizarre. Yeah. Like they kicked was, the field goal. They, they wouldn't kick extra points. Yeah. I thought that was strange, but I mean, look, look, CJ Stroud. Oh my God. Point. Big sack, big sack in this game. All right. All right. Keep us posted. I got to run through a few stats because. Um, is it over they, Matt Mitchell? Matt Mitchell is watching the game live. Um Someone, uh, I'm in Hawaii, so I'm in like a five second delay. Yeah, hold on. Hi, Nobody, not, not over yet. Not over yet. Not five over yet. seconds left. All right. Tampa Bay had a 10 point lead in the third quarter at one point. It was 20 to 10. Yeah. Is it over? No, no. They had a 10 point lead and they had the ball, Tampa. And they had point. the ball. And over the rest of the game, the teams combined for 46 points. CJ Stroud, <laughs> CJ Stroud threw for a rookie record 470 yards completed 71% of his passes, <laughs> an average of 11 yards per completion, and oh, by the way, five touchdowns, including the game winner with six seconds on a drive that took 40 seconds to go 75 yards after Baker threw what he thought was the game-winning touchdown. Crazy. Now, that probably the dumbest thing I've ever said on the show. Which was? The, the league had figured him out. He threw oh, for, right. 400 yards. Yeah. He broke a, a rookie record. I mean, holy yeah. shit. He had one of those moments. He had one of those moments in the third quarter. This is when they they basically won the game. You can say, like, you know, the plays at the end of the game are why they won the game. But the Texans were – he had not been playing well. He had been no. running all over the field, running backwards, flushed out, hadn't played well at all. Texans had a third and 11. He was rushed, went backwards, flushed to the right. Found Dalton Schultz wide open, made a laser of a throw, uh, converted on the very next play, a gorgeous back of the end zone pass, 29-yard touchdown pass 
could have only been to one person, which was Tank Dell. He was the only guy who could catch it. He never stopped completing passes the rest of the game. He was fucking amazing. Here are the stats. First half, 14 to 22, 145 passing yards. Second half, second half, 16 of 20, 325 passing yards, four touchdowns. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, amazing. it was it was crazy to watch. Every time he had the ball, I was like, they're gonna score a touchdown. When they when they kicked that field goal, that was a huge win as a Tampa backer. But um no, there's no one, there's nothing to say about it. It's like either side, whoever was gonna cover or win that game got lucky because there was yes. whatever. What, what how many points were scored? Uh oh, well over 60, 76. well over 70. Yeah, yeah. like 76 something something points, 39, yeah, 30, right? So um definitely not the way I saw that game going. I thought it was gonna be a defensive back and forth where it was gonna be really low scoring and um completely other way. Like the Baker really showed up, really played out, and um pretty crazy. He was able to keep up somehow with what we just talked about, that CJ game of yeah. Just played really well, and, and the Bucks defense did them no favors. There was a couple times, like I think early in the game, um, they were going to kick a field goal, or Houston did kick a field goal, and they got a penalty. The Bucks next play, they got a touchdown. Like that's a big deal, flipping from three to seven, um, especially when we like us have the dog. Usually, those those matter at the end of the game. So um, yeah, felt very lucky walking away with that cover and just trusting the number, play, playing the two and a half, trusting the number, and, and it worked out. Uh, a game that didn't work out for us. One one more game that did work out. Eagles covered against the Cowboys. Uh, thank freaking God. We didn't put it in the contest, but we both... I loved the Eagles this week. I feel like you tempered your enthusiasm for the Eagles this week because you love the Eagles and and like don't want to let your love influence your thoughtful decision-making. But I... We'll get, you know what? We'll get to the Eagles. We'll get to the Eagles, but the <laughs> Eagles won and covered. Um, a game that didn't work out for us, Carolina plus two and a half. Mm. Uh, we loved this game all week, and boy, were we wrong. Like, it was it was basically DOA, and Bryce Young was terrible. Made some adjustments, started to play better in the second half, and then uh, they had, like, they completed a third and 12 from inside their own 10. They were down 20 to 10. And then... Uh, they they completed a 48-yard pass. I'm like, okay, maybe we got a shot here. And Bryce Young, maybe he's been inspired by C.J. Stroud. Very next play, Bryce Young throws a laser on a screen pass over Miles Sanders' head, picked off by Kenny Moore <laughs> for his second pick six in front of his six older sisters who were visiting. And that was it. Bryce Young was freaking terrible. We missed this one bad. Yeah, too bad. Just um, if if Bryce Young just didn't turn the ball over, this is most like an easy win in a cover. And everything yeah. we said was true about Minshew. Minshew was 17 of 26, which sounds pretty good, for 127 yards passing. The guy only threw yeah. for 127 yards. And their number one running back, Jonathan Taylor, at 18 carries for 46 yards. Like, they didn't really do much offensively. Take away 14 points, it's a tied game. So, yeah, it's just a classic. You bet on a rookie quarterback, and sometimes they play like a rookie, and he he played like a rookie. Threw two pick sixes, 
had a bunch of turnovers, um, just bad again in the red zone, like not turning these drives into touchdowns, settling for field goals. Um, yeah, disappointing. But once again, we said all the time, this is this is life betting on bad QBs. You you live and die with it. Either you get a Baker game, which is incredible, or you you get this kind of game, like two pick sixes. It's like you said, when he throws the first one, you're like, ah, oh, there's a chance we can get this back, right? Maybe yeah. we can get out of this hole. The second one, you're you're dead. You you are so dead. No no one comes back. Maybe Mahomes, but that's about it. So, uh, yeah, ter- terrible bet. All right. Flowers for Simon. Uh, at the end of the show <laughs> on Thursday, uh, we were talking about big balls. We were talking about Foxhole. We were pretty locked in on the Bengals and the Jets. And at the end of it, you threw out the Las Vegas Raiders. And they were like one and a half at the time. And uh, Derek Farnsworth, uh, who's a very well-known writer for Roto Grinders, also contributes to Action Network's Best Bets Files on a regular basis. So in the Best Bets file for today, he said he was taking the Raiders and he called it uh, the Dead Cat Bounce, which is a term in finance for stocks that are basically in a downward spiral, but for one moment, have a little bit of an upward bounce, right? Uh, it, it's a little bit like the moment of clarity on the on the deathbed. And uh, Derek Franzwith predicted it. You had it on Thursday. If we had taken the Jets out, if we had decided to go all in on the Browns at minus 12 and a half or whatever, are the Raiders the team we would have put in today? Yeah. Yeah, love yeah, the, love the Raiders. Uh, the the biggest giveaway I kept saying was the fact that they were favorite, even though we knew it was Daniel Jones playing. Just, the books are showing no respect to that Giants team, and um, you know, wouldn't have been a landslide today if Daniel Jones stayed healthy. But at the same time, it was just all going against the Giants in that game. It felt like a Raiders game from the get go, and um, the team seemed looser. Even you know, Devontae Adams got no catches. Usually he's freaking out, slamming his helmet on the sideline. He was chilling. Uh, just seemed Blocking. like the vibe was still. He was making blocks. <laughs> yeah, just seemed like the the vibe was different. Um, obviously, if I, we had known, if I'd known they're going to roll by you know double digits, I really would have grabbed you by the shirt and been like, "Dude, we got to yeah. get this in." But uh, yeah, felt good about it. Not just because the coach was getting fired, but just felt like a good number in a good spot. And um, yeah, I don't know who they're playing next week, but. Probably probably got to bet against uh, the Raiders next week. I think I I think I have it on our uh, on our look aheads because I was curious. I wanted us to talk about it. Can we give uh, a little bit of flowers to Kevin O'Connell and the Minnesota Vikings? Because before the season began, there was there were two narratives. The New York Giants won a lot of close games, and even if they regressed, they would get through the regression because Brian Dayball is such a good coach. The Minnesota Vikings won a lot of close games and we did not believe they would get through the regression because we didn't believe in Kevin O'Connell and we didn't believe Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins in Kirk Cousins before he was injured was playing lights out, having a statistically incredible season. Now Kevin O'Connell this week's got a quarterback who gets concussed, who's a rookie, gets concussed early in the quarter then playing a guy who's literally traded on Tuesday. Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings are five and four. Brian Dayball cannot win a game right now. 
no matter who's playing quarterback, he cannot figure out a way to coach this team to a win. I know there's a lot of differences. The Vikings have better talent, but I feel like we did not respect Kevin O'Connell enough. And we saw some great coaching and play calling today. I think we all respect him just the right amount, Chad. Uh, it's, it's not so much we didn't believe in Kirk. It's just we know exactly what Kirk is. He's going to get stats. He'll win some games, but he's Dak. It's like in these big moments when you need his best ball or you need him to step up, not that it's always their fault, but usually it's their fault. It usually falls in the quarterback. So um, love Kirk, but Kirk lost to basically this same exact Giants team. Like that Giants mojo last year made zero sense. I don't know how they won that playoff game against Kirk. And, you know, good for Daniel Jones. He got paid. The Giants, you know, it's not his fault he got hurt, but that team just has so many holes. And that's life when you let a really bad GM run your team for multiple years and multiple drafts. Like you're just, they don't have talent, the Giants. And last year, you know, we talked about, they had fluky wins, just like this Vikings team had some fluky wins. And this year the Vikings had the other way where they had some fluky losses. So, um, you know, Kirk, they were still not that far off um, divisionally, right? When he was healthy, like the number, the Lions weren't some huge favorite to win this division, right? The books were still yeah. keeping it kind of close. Once he went down, it shot way up, right? The, that was kind of the, the nail in that division. It just goes to lines now. So um, we know that Kirk has some value. Like, we believe in Kirk. It's just, it's like Dak today. Dak will have these moments. You'll see it. And you'll be like, this guy's got it. He's really good. And then those final moments, you really need him to step up. He just, for some reason, he just doesn't. So, um, yeah, tough, tough game for if you're an Atlanta fan. Um, this is one of those, if you don't win the division, this is a game you'll look back on. Like you played against a backup and then the backup's backup. Uh, you lost. So crazy. Is it 31 points? That's what their defense gave up. That's that, that that's back-to-back weeks. You gave up that to Dobbs and the week before you gave up to Will Levis, a rookie. It, it's, it, it's not all falling on the offense of Atlanta right now. It's really falling on that defense. Yeah. One of the games we are going to talk about is uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, uh, which is happening next week so i've marked that for our week 10 look ahead um i mentioned new england and washington that was the game that you and i had a lot of conversations about on tuesday on sunday we had a lot of conversations about it on tuesday we had a lot of conversations about it the wise guys were on new england the line moved from three from three and a half to three to two and a half bounced back up to three what is your take on why professional betters felt strongly about New England when we've said like Mac Jones is terrible, like he he cannot throw an out, he's terrible at reading coverages, he's terrible and inaccurate <laughs> on long passes. No, he's like, bad. He's he's awful. Like it doesn't matter what you scheme, he cannot execute the scheme. And I don't know what I'm missing here. Like, why would wise guys continue to want to back this team? Are they like the we've said, are they like the Jags of the 2010s where because they are so bad, the value is always going to be on New England? Because I feel like we're going to have the same conversation every week. Yeah, and it's also, it's Belichick. And we just talked about teams that were winning coin flip games. The, they just lost another coin flip game. Like, this is... Just who New England is right now. Um, and that does fall on Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been bad, but, um, you know, go through this season and look at the Patriots games. They lost a coin flip game to uh, 
the Dolphins. They lost a coin flip game to the Eagles. They lost a coin flip game to the Raiders. This is another game where, you know, he drives that field. He wins by four. Are all the Sharps geniuses now, Chad? Because they got that right because he drove the field. It's, it is tough where it's like that's just how it goes sometimes. But I'm with you. I watched a lot of that game. That was in my corner TV and like – um, Mac Jones, man, just wide open throws. He can't lead guys. He just makes bad reads. And um, it's just crazy how football works that way, where it's so much of it's mental and he's just regressed where like he made those throws when he was a rookie. And now yeah. he's all these years of experience and he's been in the league and he's not making those throws anymore. Like easy throws, like not, we're not talking tough throws, easy throws, open guys. So uh, yeah, it sucks brother. But um you know, thanks to you and who else talked us off that one. I'm just glad we didn't have the contest because that that would have been an awful loss. Oh my god, that would have been. I mean, fortunately, the line was always three and a half, and even though we didn't agree on the side, like we never liked. We put Washington around Robin. That's true. We did. Yeah. All right. Well, good for us. I forgot about that. Um, but the line was never something we were comfortable with. Like we were never gonna play three and a half for new england no but when it got to two and a half uh I, I bit pretty heavy so yeah i got i got slaughtered by that number um speaking of not being able to execute um one of the reasons we didn't like the cowboys or at least i didn't like the cowboys i don't want to put words in your mouth is i'm just not a buyer in mccarthy and i'm not a buyer in zach and i think or in Dak, and i think that the eagles are a better coached deeper roster, a um, smarter team who are comfortable with the idea of winning and comfortable of ex about executing under pressure. And Dak was great today. C.D. Lamb was amazing. Uh, I think that was the weakness that we talked about on the podcast. But this is not a team that knows how to close. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of advantages. I mean, the like I said, though, the, the Dak and CD Lamb combo. It's scary. legit. Yeah, it's a scary combo. Like when they when he needs it, Lamb's usually there and usually he's open. Um, that that was a real matchup win for them in this Eagles game that I definitely overlooked. I thought they're gonna be able to take that away, double team it, and they just didn't. Eagles left him one on one man most of the game, and Lamb kept winning those matchups. So um, yeah, happy Hurts went down. Like, I don't know what's going on with that knee. But yeah, um, bulky. Yeah. A guy bends into it, falls into it weird. Like when the D lineman hit it and um, he just walked it off and he's back in there and he, you know, finished the game and played well. So um, the Eagles thing's scary as a fan. It's like, I don't know. Is this guy going to make it the rest of the way? Like we're, we're just at the halfway point of just the regular season. Not even talking playoffs. Like the Eagles got a really tough stretch here, but um yeah, as an Eagles better, honestly, Chad, I feel lucky. Like when they got it down there, it was it was the first and five at the goal line there at the end. And Eagles D stepped up. They made the play. So um as much as I want to give credit to the offense, they did show out and the defense didn't have their best game at the end. The end they played when it mattered. They had two, or I guess yeah, three huge stops at the goal line there. Um that really obviously changed the game. So yeah, Eagles fan, I'm happy. As a better, I'm really happy. It's it's definitely I don't know if you're a Cowboys fan. I don't want to keep saying it's the same old Cowboys, but um, what are you going to do? It falls on Dak. Dak played yeah. well, but end of the day, 
it falls on deck. So um, I don't know. Maybe they'll fire McCarthy at the end of this season, but it, they definitely need some type of difference. It's just they're not getting over that hump. They keep needing to get over. It's like you yeah. lost to the 49ers. Now you lose to the Eagles. That's the class of the NFC. You got to be at least one of them. So uh, even though the Eagles play them later in the season, this was a huge tone setter for this Cowboys team, and they, they definitely let down their betters and the fan base. Uh other picks. Uh, Foxhole is Cincinnati minus two. That is tonight. Uh, Simon says was Carolina plus two and a half. Exact decision was uh, Philadelphia minus three. Our oh, big yeah. balls is Jets plus three and a half. Survivor, we, what's the matter? I I just thought, I don't know why I thought we had uh, the Bucks as our big balls. Uh, no, we had Jets plus three and a half. And uh, Survivor... We we narrowed it down to New Orleans or Cleveland, depending on sort of who might be available. So hopefully people chose uh, uh, either one of those teams. Round Robin was Carolina, Tampa Bay, New York Jets, Washington, Seattle. Seattle is interesting. Um, this time last week, we saw that game. We thought Seattle was the right side, but we couldn't quite commit to betting it. The whole week, we didn't bet it. It got to six and a half this morning. I pulled the trigger. And the second I pulled the trigger, I'm like, why did I fucking do that? And they were <laughs> never, they were never in it. They were. Ah, it was they, in the first quarter, it was three, nothing. I thought we had a chance. And then you're right. It just, G- Gino never woke up. Gino just, never, he just kept getting sacked. Picks, yeah. And just, yeah. He couldn't get a rhythm. He's bad. Yep. Uh, I want to get, because, but. Great matchup next week, Baltimore and Cleveland. I want to get to for the look ahead lines for week 10. Uh, Sunday night lean. I've said it many times. We have Cincinnati minus one and a half in the contest. That is the current line. Simon and I are both on Cincinnati in a decent sized way. Accurate? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm in on it. You don't love it. I mean, I love it enough. It's one of our five, but yeah, not not buying a a nice car with it. Well, if I middle this, which is what I'm trying to do with Cincinnati plus one and a half, I'll root for it. Yeah, if it lands, if it lands three, on two, if I if this game can land on two, I'm buying a. I am I am going all in on a Shake Shack Uber Eats for the whole family. Uh, Monday night football. Um, leans we're on the jets plus three and a half we just said it big balls better the week yeah you're antsy about it i'm scared i'm just i don't know why just sitting on three and a half every all of us are taking it i don't know any i don't know anyone that's not taking that's never really good so um yeah just believing in this uh jets defense but again it's like i read evan's articles and it scares the shit out of me i think he had something in there they're like the Jets and the Giants combined are one and fourteen straight up on Monday night games. I think that only win came against this year against the Buffalo Bills in that Monday night, like week one. So uh, we need we need more magic. I feel I feel I feel very lucky right now. So uh, hopefully it keeps running. But um, yeah, just like I said, I just wish it was over. Now we gotta wake up tomorrow since he doesn't work out for us. I gotta wait all day to hopefully get the three and two. It's the worst. So we we need Cincy bad tonight, like Chad was saying. Uh, we need it so bad. I don't want to have to worry about this Jets game tomorrow. Me either. Uh, Me either. I mean, I'm worried about because I bet on it, but it, like, I don't want to be losing sleep over it. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. 
Two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm going to open Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Hey, guess what? I can get into that exact New York Jets football game tomorrow night for less than $60, $59 right now on Game Time. Beautiful night in New Jersey. Go sweat the game all on your own. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week. Sweat your bets live and in person. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Week 10. Dude, week 10. Chiefs, Mm. Rams, Dolphins, Eagles have the bye. I was going to bring up New England and Indy because it's a New England. It's a fun line. It's it's a one point. Uh, New England's a one point favorite, but it's a it's a Germany game. So that I'm not. I wouldn't do it to our fans, regardless. Yeah. So some games that were interesting to me that I flagged. I flagged. I got six games that were interesting. The Jags are two and a half point dogs at home against San Francisco. I know. I mean, we, we want to take the Jags. Why wouldn't yes, we? They're, they're, we the take the Jags. they're the better team right now, but yes. Oh, I don't know what to do with it, man. But I don't want to bet it right now. I already did. You might as well bet it. Just you did case. already bet it. Yeah. That was one of the first bets I made. It's just, All right. well, I, 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 I want to see who I want to see who's backing Brock Purdy right now. Like it feels like everyone, everyone's off Brock Purdy right now. They need to see it again. Um, my fear is this kid just had back-to-back concussions. He had a concussion, came back too soon. Looked like he got another one um, in that game. He stayed in the game and played bad. And you know, he went back to I don't know where he lives, but he was farming. So like he's with his family, he's yeah. just hanging out. I don't know. He if was farming with his girlfriend in Iowa. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've got concussions, man, but like. I had some real concussions before, and that that stays with you. Like, if you get one and get another one real quick right afterwards, you're usually not yourself. You're not thinking as quick and sharp for at least a month. Like, it really does ring your head, and, and it's just tough to get back from it. So um, the fact that I think he's a little wounded, I'm getting a plus number, what I think is the better team right now. Like, it feels like the Jaguars are playing as a better team. Even though talent-wise, I do think the 49ers have more talent. No one's, no one's saying they don't, but – um, just the way the Jags have been playing as a home dog with Peterson, that's how do we avoid it? But I, yeah. I'm with Chad. It could get up to three, but I'm going to take the two and a half just in case it does go down. Uh, next game, Cleveland plus five at Baltimore. I bet this late afternoon when it was Cleveland plus five, which it still is. You can get five and a half. I bet three, six, five right now. Wow. Well, then go get it. It's hard. It's I don't know, man. What am I doing? Am I really believing in Watson? Like, I don't know if I believe in Watson. I know I do. I know I do believe in I believe in Lamar. But um, we always talk about it's hard buying high, buying high in teams like after those kind of wins. Like that's 
that was an incredible win by Lamar today. Like they completely yeah. dominated another team that was top 10 in defense and offense. Like the Seattle, yeah, they've had some weak competition, but they're a good team. And they got completely dominated today. And like I said, I said a lot. I didn't think Lamar played that great of a game. Like that's how good they are right now with that run scheme, everything they're doing in Baltimore defensively. Um, you know, Roquan's just playing out of this world. That defense is so good for the Ravens. So I get what your first idea is here, Chad, but you might have another Seattle scenario here. You might be able to get a six, but um, I won't touch this yet. I'll wait and see what the other pros are doing because clearly some wise guys were on that Ravens. They moved that number all the way up to six, all the way up to six and a half. And uh, I know I checked the app before kickoff. There was a decent amount of money and bets on Seattle. So um, pr- pretty interesting. They're, they're Once again, they're back in this Ravens here early against this Cleveland number. I think, uh, look, it's totally a different scenario, right? The We're talking about a divisional game. We're talking about a much more superior defense than Seattle. Uh, we're talking about getting a team, betting against a team that is going to be inflated. Maybe there's going to be a six around, which I will probably bet again. But I think that this is one of those classic AFC North matchups. And I bet when we talk about this on Tuesday, all of the data that we look at, that Evan feeds us, that we research on our own, when we have 48 hours of perspective, will Take tell us Browns. that this will be this should be a <laughs> game that is at three, three and a half at the most. Okay. That's what I think. Um, uh, the reason I took the five is because I had seen some five and a halves out there and at the books I can bet on in Connecticut, uh, it was already moving to five. And so I just wanted to make sure I grabbed it. Um, All right, New Orleans at Minnesota. Minnesota is plus three right now. And I can't decide, is Minnesota already (laughs) overvalued because of today? And New Orleans, meanwhile, like, they played terrible against the Bears. they should have blown that team out by a million, or they should have lost the game. Tyson Bajan, four turnovers, three picks, a fumble. Um, <laughs> couldn't get couldn't get beyond his own twenty yard line a couple times, more often than not, including the end of the game, where if we had the Bears plus nine and a half, like I did, uh, you got so lucky with a cover in this game. But does one appeal? Does this one appeal to you? I haven't bet this one yet, but it was interesting to me. Are you talking Bears Thursday night or no? No, no, I'm talking about New Orleans and Minnesota plus three. Yeah, I saw the number. Um, I thought about grabbing Minnesota plus three. I missed it. Most books already have it at two and a half now. Um, Going to wait and see on that number because I feel like you're right where it's like in my heart, I want to take Minnesota. It's fun. Like, yeah. Th- like everything about that story is fun. The way they play is fun. But I'm talking real money here. I don't want to be just betting on fun. I need to I need to like run this through a model and see what the number should be because right now it feels like the value is towards Minnesota, but I don't know, man. That Saints team, they're just good. Like it, the, the biggest issue for them was scoring in the red zone, right? That was all their whole problem this season was Derek Carr getting threes. And they've kind of figured out this rotation of Carr and Taysom Hill. Like, they bring Hill in when they need a bulldozer in the red zone, and it's been working. Like, that really feels like that's the kind of thing that works for that team. So, uh, yeah, no no play for this one yet for me, Chad. 
Uh, we mentioned um, the Jets. We mentioned Las Vegas. Uh, they're two and a half point home dogs against the Jets. Yeah, and that's I'm, – I'm sorry seeing one and a halfs on that. So uh, the, the pros are coming in on Vegas. I don't know what to do because I want to fade both these, uh, like – yeah, you know, I want to take I the Jets. I kind of want to wait. I want to see yeah, what happens right. with the Jets. That's what I mean. I want to get the Jets. I could get a better number of the Jets. Depends what happens this week. And the lines right now are minus one at the Chargers. Bizarre line. Like the the real Joe Public in me is just like take take the lines. Like they're a covering machine. This is indoors. Yeah. What? What a weird line. Very weird line. So that's another one. I bet it. I could buy out of my position if this is like the same thing. If this is 80% of all the bets, 80% of the money is on the lines and they're on the road, yes, I will buy out of my position. But if this isn't the number one public bet of the week, uh, who knows? Because, again, the public do win. This week, the number one most bet game, Darren Ravel told us, the Chiefs covered. Number two, most bet team, bet money. Eagles covered. Number three, me and Chad Hope cover. It's the Bengals. So, um, we say all the time that the public do win, but this this is the most public bet of the week for me right now is this Lions bet, but I got to take it, right? Minus one. It, even if the Chargers win big, like how much does this number really move? A point? Maybe they flip to being the favorite? I don't know. I just I just think this line won't move too much. The only way it can move is negatively towards uh, this Lions team if if this Chargers team do lo- lose on yep. Monday night. Uh, the last game that I was looking at, that I don't have a strong opinion yet, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Atlanta at Arizona. Arizona is a two and a half point dog. If you bet on this, you're kind of betting on Kyler playing in the line. Exactly. Potentially moving. 100% what we're betting on. And I've heard, I, I heard from people from the fans of the show and I've heard from other pros where it's like, would you really take Kyler after this long layoff in his first game? Like remember how sloppy Watson played and these other guys after long layoffs and, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'll go through that and see if there's any data behind that that's true after a long layoffs with these quarterbacks coming back. But um we just talked about this Atlanta secondary is bad. This Atlanta defense is bad. They're just giving up tons of yards to bad quarterbacks. So um I, I would I was hoping it would be three or above, right? And the fact that it is two and a half, my Chad might be right. Maybe that's the books telling us that they kind of know and they kind of think it is going to be Kyler. So um, I'll throw a bet on it, small bet, just in case the number moves. But um, we talk about time. The two and a half is key, so I'm not doing the money line here. I'll just I'll take the two and a half for now. What am I missing? We talked about you already bet the Jags plus two and a half. We'll take a little bit of a taste on Arizona plus two and a half. I like Cleveland already. You're waiting to see if you can get any intel from the wise guys, which way they move it. Um, Detroit minus one. What else? Uh, honestly, I, I haven't really made anything like that. Jaguars were the first one I touched. Um, just, just cause that line looked the most off. I, I, I did bet Pittsburgh. There was a two and a half out there and there's a couple threes out there now. And it's, it's just Jordan love on the road. Like yeah. I, I really don't have any faith right now in Pittsburgh. Like I feel like I did get lucky with them on Thursday, but it felt like it was just a bet on Tomlin. And like, I know I don't love Ben Tomlin as a favorite, but it just feels like their defense Against these quarterbacks, that's an advantage. Their defense is good. And as well as Levis played, right, putting the ball up and down the field, I talked about him in the red zone. That was going to be the challenge. Like veteran quarterbacks this year are struggling in the red zone. 
Imagine being a first or second year starter in this league, and now you're in the red zone against these complicated schemes that have really changed NFL these past couple of seasons. Why we've seen so many unders. So um, that was a line I just took just in case it moves up to three and a half, four. So um, again, didn't go big on this one, Pittsburgh yet, but Chad just asked me what bets I made. This yep. is one I just touched when it was two and a half and three. It's just got a good number on Pittsburgh at home. All right, little recap. Jags plus two and a half, tiny little taste. Detroit minus one, tiny little taste. Pittsburgh minus two and a half, three, tiny little taste. Cleveland plus five, tiny little taste. Arizona plus two and a half, teeny, teeny, tiny taste. <laughs> um, as a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary that's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Big night tonight for me and my BFF. We got Cincy minus one and a half in the contest. Chaz playing for a middle. Hope it lands Cincy Cincy wins by two. Big night tomorrow night. We have the Jets plus three and a half in the contest. Root for us. Let's be betting buddies. If you love listening or watching us live, which you should because every point against the spread matters, catch our next episode live on Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network YouTube channel, covering the entire NFL Week 10 board. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback as a gift. For Simon Hunter, I'm Chad Millman. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.